0: Welcome to Paranormal the New Normal. I am your host, Jeremy, once again here to show you that the normal is not always what we think it is. And my guest tonight, I am very happy to have, because when I came across her profile on Podmatch, I was so dying to talk to her about some of the things it said on there, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But first of all, let me introduce my guest, Corby Mintlead, who is a judge of psychics almost in a way. And that right there is made made me want to talk to her because i i've almost been the same way in my mind but i'm sure i'm nowhere near as experienced as her in doing it so corby how you doing tonight
1: good let me make one little correction then the last name is pronounced mit and that's because it's a chosen last name it's german the word means compassionate reminds me why i do the work i do
0: well, so. I, I I apologize for that. I meant to ask you that. No, because it's your first
1: time. It's okay. So. I
0: usually <laughs> ask, but yeah. I just completely slipped my mind tonight with things going on in my life. But um, and yeah, I love the I love that it's German though because I I do have German ancestry, so I do love that. So, Corby, what got you into the paranormal, spiritual, supernatural world just to begin with? Like, what piqued your interest?
1: Okay, that's the 30-second elevator speech. When I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes and thought, ooh, there's magic in the world. I want to go find it. Fast forward to 1973 when I was a senior in high school. Yes, that tells you how old I am. Working part-time at Spencer Gifts, they had the James Bond 007 Taron deck, and I bought it because we were all hippies then. You had your elephant bell bottoms and your fringe jacket and your deck. (coughs) Now. Five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls. I was still reading with tarot. I loved the stories that they told. So for 20 years, I read for friends, making sure that my ego was on the shelf and I was a clear channel for the information. All of a sudden in 1991, two, I found I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, hello, you're working for us. So I did it part time. Meanwhile, a very checkered career actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, executive recruiter, writer for ElfQuest you name it. But 9 11 comes along, and as my husband and I watch the towers burn, I said to him, I'll need to do this work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you, go do it. Since then, full time job, six days a week. Fourteen hours a day. I read about a thousand people a year, and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's key.
0: I like that right there. I like that last line. I like that. It's and it's funny. Oh, it's it's not funny. It's sad. But you're actually the second psychic I talked to who said nine eleven had a big impact and changed their lives and made them see what they had to do differently. So I mean that's why I say it's sad because nine eleven was a sad moment. Of course even though I was only in seventh grade when it happened. And yes, I'm aging myself there. <laughs> but still, I will say it's, and actually, I believe you are my first tarot card reader on the show. I believe you are. Right.
1: Okay.
0: That's fine. Which, right. which is great, because I've been wanting to get someone who does that on for a long time now, because I don't know much about tarot cards, and I never really knew the, like how they work like to me they always just look like funny cards with pictures on them <laughs> but I, I know there's a lot, I, I know now there's a lot more to them than just that but mm-hmm. so what do you think about past lives though because i I've, I've talked to a few people about past lives and i've actually considered having a past life session done myself because i'm I, i'm very curious about my past always
1: okay i am a past life specialist I am one of the only two channels that appear in all three of Robert Schwartz's books on life between lives and pre-birth planning, your soul's plan, your soul's gift, and your soul's love. Do I believe in past lives? Oh, Petunia, you think you can get it all learned in one life? You are so wrong. Mm -hmm. So yes, but you need to make a differentiation between what comes back and one doesn't. For instance. Jeremy, you're and my souls, we come back over and over and over again. Jeremy, Corby, this recipe, one and done. We will never be down here again because all we are is a part that our soul is playing. And when we cross over, we um, process everything that we learned down here. And then the soul kind of hangs up this personality like a coat in the closet. If we are kind, altruistic, we're keyed into the world benevolently, we're living, our souls. Here's your example. My father died in 2001. He was my best friend. He does come in to do medical intuitives with me. He was a fabulous doctor. And when he does, what do I get? I see, oh God, he can still terribly pun. He's kind, he's compassionate, he's wonderfully incisive especially with cardiology because that was his specialty so what's left in the closet his depression his anxiety and his hypochondria that's what was part of his lesson
0: makes sense Mm because you you take you you keep the good you lead the bad i mean that's that's the way it should be and we do have a question from sadie here And we didn't talk about this beforehand so i'll let you answer because i don't want to answer for you it's your my show is all about the guests so it's all about what you're willing to do
1: okay uh sadie maybe later okay once i open the door to free readings everybody wants a free reading what's my spirit guide what's my spirit guide what's my spirit guide does bruce love me does bruce love me i want to talk to dead aunt mabel now one thing if we do Readings, second half of the show. I will not do mediumship because I do not censor what comes out of this mouth. And it could be something that is deeply personal. And I won't do that to you on something that's being recorded and it's going to be out there. Second thing is health is not my wheelhouse. So let's at least get into this for a little bit. And then we've got you down. We'll see about doing some readings. Okay. That's it's fair because it it is what happens because I've been doing this for 50 years and I've got a rep. The minute that people find out I'm doing readings, that's all this show will be about. So um, which, what I wanted to do, which
0: I, 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that idea. Okay. So
1: let me go back and explain about past lives. One of the reasons we don't know about them is because they may not affect us this time. If a janitor in Des Moines finds out he was really Napoleon and it has nothing to do with his life at all, he's just going to say, why am I mopping and and grooming? Even though that is what his soul said, this is what you need to do. A couple of examples. When it's useful, woman comes to me, she says, look, my son's 29 years old. He still won't make any decisions without me. He won't live more than a mile from me. What is going on? So I took trance. And came back and said, okay, I'm seeing your son, he's a soldier, it's Utah Beach, so this is 1944, his leg is mangled with shrapnel. Uh, You're his commanding officer, you're dragging him over a dune, you take some shrapnel too, but you do both get out of there alive. And when I opened my eyes again, she looks at me and says, can you see my rank? I said, yeah, you're a sergeant. She goes, he's called me Sarge since he was three years old, and we never knew where that came from. Ooh. That's much better than... I must have been Anne Boleyn because I can't wear turtlenecks. Do not give me that line.
0: <laughs> I like that, but I mean that does make sense. And Sadie thanks you and she understands your reasoning behind your your answer, um, which that kind of brings me to my. Uh, that's a good segue into the next part, I believe. In mm-hmm. Well, next next thing I want to talk about reincarnation, which it sounds like the, the sounds like the sun was reincarnated, basically, and that he was having past life visions, which we've all heard stories of this before. I believe there's a famous story about a young boy who knew more about World War II fighter jets than any little kid would.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, we do sometimes get those things. The second story, girl comes to me, she's, you know, corn fed Midwest. She has nothing to do with the Civil War and where it was fought, but the, the Underground Railroad. Was apparently always something for her and so i said all right i'm seeing you it's a whitewashed room but the ceiling is very low so you have two very tall gentlemen and They're kind of standing with their necks bent over because they're too tall for the room looking at your dress it looks like about 1862 or three it's gray serge you've got black soutache trim on the peplum and the, and the sleeves and you're kneeling next to a rickety iron bed in which there is a very old black woman. And you're all mourning because you got her out of the Mississippi plantation. And she almost was to the end of the underground railroad where she was going to be free, but she was dying in that bed and she wouldn't make it. And I opened my eyes and tears are coming down this woman's face. And she says that same dream, exactly the way you've described it. I've had it over and over for 20 years and I didn't know why. That's when a past life is important, not just yeah. because you want to see if you're anybody more important than you are this life.
0: Yeah, see, I mean, that's the reason. I, that's kind of the reason I always wanted to know my past life is because I want to. It's not about like, oh, was I a king or was I a duke or something like that. It's more about like, does my past explain why I am the way I am today? Like, that's more what it's about Maybe to me.
1: Probably, but then you also have to look at karma. And karma is not carrot and stick, bad and good. That's the kindergarten version. Karma is five things, healing, service, contrast, unbalanced energy, and healing of beliefs. Now, the example I love using for that is Ryan White. Ryan White was the kid in the late 80s, early 90s, who got AIDS from a blood transfusion. This is before Butch was known at all. His family was treated like a pariah, but Elton John became friends With them. And at this point, Elton was drinking and drugging and sexing himself to an early grave. But he grew very close to Ryan's family. When Ryan died, played at Ryan's funeral. Ryan inspired him to get clean and sober, which he has been for over 30 years. And Ryan inspired him to start the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which has raised over half a billion dollars for HIV and AIDS research worldwide. Now if you just think bad and good karma, you're going to look at Ryan White and say he must have been a terrible person. Look what God did to him. But if you understand karma is these five things, you will understand that that soul said, "Tough life, short life," but look what we can create if we're willing to do that. So his karma was karma of service. Do you see that difference?
0: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I don't think. I don't think just because you do one bad thing in life that karma's gonna come back to bite you in the ass. like it's no. about overall it's about overall how you are to everybody. I mean, well, isn't that the difference between karma and Dharma?
1: Um, that I'm not sure about because we didn't cover Dharma in Rob's books, and this is what I learned from him. Um, but the unbalanced energy thing, for instance, one of my clients, uh, born Jewish, always felt like they got on the wrong bus, didn't get it. Until we did some past lives for them and they found out that they had been a World War One German pilot who was a wonderful person, but anti-Semitic as hell, because that's what people were in those days. And we even got a vision of this person meeting the only Blue Max pilot who was Jewish, Wilhelm Frankel. And Wilhelm held out his hand. My client put their hands behind their back, clicked the heels and nodded, wouldn't even touch him. So being born into a Jewish family this time balances that energy so that they can see it's just another religion. It's just another way of looking at the world. See that?
0: Exactly. Which I, I, myself, as most of my listeners know, are, I'm agnostic. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to give my hand to any religion and say, I believe only in you. Like, I believe there are forces out there that control us to a certain degree, but I don't put, I don't want to put names to them. I don't like putting names to them. I like to, I mean, hell, I'll, I'll pray a quick prayer to Odin or Zeus before I pray to just God. Like if anything, I want to give a name to the person I'm praying to rather than just giving them an overall name, you know? But I mean, that's my personal belief. I don't hold anybody else's beliefs against them, of course, but so when people come to you, I know a lot of people go to psychics and they ask, for lack of a better word, just stupid questions that they are wasting their time and money asking these people. Mm-hmm. What kind but, of questions, what kind, What are the best questions people can ask psychics to get the best answers for what they should do in life or how they should live their
1: life? They shouldn't ask that. That's like, what is my purpose? Guys, I haven't lived your life, experienced your challenges, maintained your love. Our sentence of passion is what we want to tell God we did when we were down here. It's our vapor trail. And you find that out by looking at your own life and seeing the patterns and things, the things you gravitate towards. What's in your file cabinet? When you come to me, I will say, when you sit down, what's the most important stuff you want to look at today? And if you go blank on me, I'll go Brooklyn on you and go, darling, what's biting your butt? Because you say that and everybody's going to have one thing. But it's usually... You know, people come to psychics for four things. The everyday tour bus, house, car, job, kids, finances. Okay, God, you put me here. What the hell? Past lives. I want to speak to my spirit guide, Binky. Or how's dead Aunt Mabel? That's what it's here for. Um. So when they're coming for clarity on the everyday tour bus, come with questions. But I may ask some clarifying questions because... um. I'm a certified tarot master. I do deep dish information. For instance, turn this slide. bad chatters. Um, If you said, I want to know about my career, I'd say, great. Do you want to stay where you are, change jobs, or open your own place? And that's not cold reading. That is because each one of those is a multiple card reading. Let's say that you, Jeremy, said, want to open up my own comic shop. Great. Card for you. Card for Whatever partner you have in this card for the brick and mortar location to look for, how to market it, clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know, and best possible outcome. All of this can give you empowerment and put a rocket pack on your back. It's not flip three cards and say, wait until January and fire the second redhead. If you said, I really want to stay where I am, there'd be a card for you, your boss, your boss's boss, all the way up to whoever is God, the other people who work there, clients, if you work with them, politics, finances, what you need to know, and best possible outcome. You see, this gives you a full roster, arrows in your quiver, so that you can go and then create things. And when you only ask a yes or no question, that puts you in real danger from what I call the Madam Hoohas and the Swami Swalandas. If you said, is my new business going to be successful? One of the fake gypsies would go, oh no, you have a hole in your aura. Nothing will happen until we fix that. But there's this $600 candle. No. It's not how it works. So don't uh, be afraid that's, to ask.
0: That's, that's funny. Because the per, I, the person I interviewed last night said a tuna dollar candle. <laughs> so that's, that's I'm funny. from New York.
1: They're more expensive. Uh, but literally, the reason I wrote the book that we're kind of talking about right here, guys, The like Psychic Yellow Brick Road, how to find the real wizards and avoid the flying monkeys. 18 years ago, I did a 250 booth show in Toronto. Now, great promoters, but you can't vet 250 people. So we were across from one of those fake gypsies. And a woman was looking down the aisles and the fake gypsy runs out and grabs her arm. Psychic show parlance, that's called hooking and it's as bad as the other kind of hooking. She said, oh, you no need to pay $30, $40, $50. I need your palm for $10. Come, drags the woman into the booth behind a screen. 15, 20 minutes later, we see that woman leaving, crying hysterically, and we rush over to her to see what's going on. The gypsy head said, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four. You have dog. $50 $50 every family member, 25 for a dog he's small, we fix. And told the woman if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good, only one dollar candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks, and she bought it. That's why I wrote the book. So that you will be safe when you go to a psychic. You'll know what we can do, what we can't, and when to get up and run.
0: Yep. I mean, it's, it's the same as it's the same as when you meet someone who wants to help you organize your finances better. And instead of just giving you the advice you're paying for, they try to say, well, we could put you on this plan where we meet with you once a week, but it's going to cost a, It's going to cost like about a thousand dollars every month for you to do that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it's hook, line, and sinker. That's basically what yeah. it is, which, and I know I'm pretty sure I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I do know the answer to this question, but for the, since we're on this topic and for the listeners, Is it possible to change your future just because a psychic tells you something's going to happen? Like, is it possible for you to go out there and alter your future?
1: Of course it is. This is life. All right. How can you have free will and pre-birth planning? Pre-birth planning is like your college major. Okay. Let's say you go to Buffalo State and you're going to be a physics major. Great. Free will means you're going to choose gut courses, or double major plus lab. Either way, you're going to graduate. The choice of courses, that's free will. So yes, you can change it, but sometimes we see things that you don't. Example in Kitchener, Ontario. I saw some possible challenges for a woman, and I told her what I saw, and she says, you suck, and she gets it. walks away. Well, fine. Who's the first person back in my chair when I come back? And she sits down. She says, last time I said you sucked. I said, yes, I remember. Because you told me that I was going to want to take in a border and then I might want to sell my house. And I thought that was all bull. But my daughter got pregnant, moved home. And now I'm going to sell my house to help raise my grandson. And I still don't like you, but I want to know what else you see. Don't shoot the messenger.
0: I like that I like that I like that story right there I mean it just perfectly lines up which I mean of course we all free will and but it's but it means just doesn't make we can't we could we have so much free will in life I believe we're we're meant to do certain things like I've had other psychics tell me oh you're meant to do this podcast and I take it with a grain of salt because I'm like uh well, i don't know if you're i don't know if yours tell me that or if you're just trying to butter me up or something but
1: I, you know it's also how the cards are read you know getting back to tarot one of the reasons i love the cards is it's great allegory when i read for rookies there are three cards that terrify him death the devil and the tower and if you take the tower card it's doom gloom destruction lightning fire people falling off and dying but the way i explain it to them is Think of it as the imploding sports stadium card. Red Sox want to build a new stadium. They are going to have to blow up Fenway first and clear the ground. That card is saying there are changes coming. Get ready for change. Hold on to everything in life lightly and run toward the change, not away from it. You will have more control. That's the difference between me and gypsy that goes, oh, there are terrible things happening, but we have a magic formula we can fix.
0: Got it. I yeah, which and I just have to point this out because I do love synchronization. Like that's one of my yeah. favorite, like on, ongoing topics. Mm-hmm. I'm actually and you've mentioned New York and Massachusetts now. Yeah. I'm from I'm from Kingston, New York originally. Lived there for okay. twenty five, twenty six years. Yeah, I'm about and, two
1: hours north of
0: you. Oh, okay. I know. And my brother actually went to Buffalo, uh, U. So Buff, oh,
1: U Buff. Yeah, there's U Buff yeah. State. Okay, cool. Now, and
0: one,
1: uh, go ahead.
0: no. La, nope. last, last part last part <laughs> is you met, you met, you mentioned Fenway and nope. guess guess where I moved from uh New York to Massachusetts.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> so you know, I I live near Albany and it's like an equilateral triangle. 3 hours south is New York, 3 hours east is Boston, so you got Yankees versus Red Sox arguments all the time. Anyway, one of the things that I teach people when they want to be a professional reader is always have a children's deck. Now, I've got not only tarot, but bunches and bunches of oral cards that I also use in my readings. Each one of those decks has a particular reason for using it. But if I'm reading tarot and it's a crowded psychic bear. And, you know, Mrs. McAllister has her granddaughter Muffin on her lap. And Muffin goes, mommy, mommy, grandma, grandma, I want to read card. She goes, oh, will you please just let the kid pull a card? What am I going to do if I give her a standard tarot deck and Muffin pulls this? And I go, oh, look, Muffin, death." No. <laughs> what you do is you find something like the Cat Wisdom deck, which is an adorable little deck that shows pictures like of kitties, and frogs, healthy diet don't worry and then little muffin can pull a card and you can read the card and muffin is happy and you know you're not going to give the kid ptsd nightmares
0: so what which, which um sadie actually just asked a question for you of how do yeah. you tune in
1: sadie it's very much like going to the gym i work every single day so i can bench press 300 Bounds, tarot wise. Someone who's read sort of maybe kinda, they can ventress five. It is a matter of putting your ego aside, learning how to ground, center, and shield, and trusting that you are there for the highest good. One of the reasons I, I baby, I'm the fastest tarot reader you are ever going to find in your life. Boom, 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 boom. But it's because Every single day. It's like a tour guide who does the tour around London and he's showing everybody Parliament and everybody the Tower and everybody Buckingham Palace. And they could say the spiel in their sleep. It is the same thing with me with the cards. I see it and instantly I've got the read on what it is. And that is merely practice and time. You can do what I do. Anybody listening out there, I'm telling you, I'm not special. I'm not one of those psychics who thinks her aura don't stink. You can do what I do. It takes practice and it takes willing to be wrong sometimes so you can calibrate when it's your ego saying what you're hoping is right, what you think the client wants to hear or what you're going to say. Um, It's one of the important things for me with mediumship. I do not go fishing because it's too easy to fool you. I see a woman in a flower dress handing you a rose. It's grandma. Oh, can I vomit now? Um, So I get dog tags. For instance, my father, Jerome Richard Dorkin, who died in 2001 at the age of 80, doesn't tell me anything but gets me right into the energy. Um, But again, one of the reasons that I will not do mediumship on the air, my favorite example, there was a biracial same gender couple in upstate New York The black partner had died and her white widow wanted to speak to her. Now look at this face. Nice girl from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Manners. What came rolling out of my mouth in flawless urban ebonics, I am not going to state on this show because it should not go across the airwaves. And as soon as it was out of my mouth, I went, oh, and the woman in front of me was laughing and nodding because that particular sentence was what her partner said every time she walked into the house after a business trip. That's why you got to put your ego out of the way and you got to understand when things are private. There are other people who do mediumship galleries, you know, live and be well, because they do it differently than I do. My thing is past life galleries. I can do them the way other people do mediumship galleries because I've honed that skill. And if you're looking at what's my skill, think of it this way. When the universe hands you your draft notice, They're going to go rifling through your file cabinet to see what you got. What about me? Theater major at Brown University, professional actress in New York for a while. So I understand stories and character arts. Words are my drug of choice. I am a writer, so I can tell the stories. And I have loved history since I was a wee thing in single digits. So, past lives. You can show the same vision to me and someone else who is good with past lives. I'm not saying they're not. But they might say, well, I see you in a big hat and a long skirt and it's in front of something really fancy. It must be Europe. So this is this is maybe you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. I don't know. I would see the same vision and go, okay. hobble skirt, picture hat, that kind of ostrich feather. You're standing in front of the Brandenburg Gate. This is probably Berlin in 1911. which one's going to give you more information. On the other hand, do not ask me to draw spirit art because I cannot, draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer not my wheelhouse so don't think you have to do everything do what you love for me cards and past lives are my very very favorite things
0: which that's similar to me because don't ask me to draw you anything because i'm the same way i can't draw a stick figure that great so it's the same Mm. thing it's funny synchronization once again here but on your profile I saw I saw something about a three-legged stool, and I'm I mean I, I have an idea where that's going. But I'm kind of curious what that means. Like, what's that about?
1: Your three-legged stool is if you want to be balanced in life, get clear on your purpose, get clear in relationships, and get clear with spirit. Now, notice I don't say get clear with God, because me I don't care if you're Christian, Buddhist, Jewish, Muslim, pagan, or believe in Ralph the Wonder Dog. I really don't. All you need with me is to know something up there loves you, wants the best for you, and is willing to work with you. Okay. Why? Well, I've done the cancer dance three times and come out the other side. I kind of don't think I did it without some energetic stuff from upstairs, but that's me. So the most important thing when you do this is stay open. Don't think you've got all the answers. Does that make sense to you, Jeremy?
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, I say on this show all the time, I have theories for everything in this universe, but it doesn't mean that one damn thing I say is factual because I have no proof of it all. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I know things people don't. Like, I don't. I wish some government agent would come up to me and be like, yeah, Bigfoot's real. We can show you where he lives. Just come with us. But, like, no, I I don't have that happening to me. (laughs) Like, it's just the (laughs) way it is. Like, I can theorize all I want, but I can't prove shit like that's just the way it is
1: and even the best of us psychics were only 85 percent accurate kids nobody is 100 percent accurate the only one 100 accurate is god and god is not doing psychic first this week okay um so if somebody says i am 100 percent or 98 percent accurate that's their ego talking okay so watch that and yeah, you know, that's one of the things that people will say how do i know who i should go to for a reading so let's use the example of you're going to a big psychic fair in town. You don't know anybody from Adam's house, cat. What you have to do is you have to be good puppies. What do I mean? Well, first you do your walkies. You go in and you walk around and you just kind of look and see what's going on. Then you get paper trained. What does that mean? Paper trained means that you are going to go and get something like a rack card. Let's see if I have one here. A rack card or brochure. Something that will tell you about that psychic, and you're going to go and sit and read everything you picked up. There'll be three or four people that you want to come back because maybe they're your person. Talk to us directly if we're not busy, or talk to our front people. But remember, we can tell you we're wonderful, and that doesn't count. And we hire our front people to say they love us. My first front person was the wonderful Laura Spickerman, who was my husband's office manager at the museum he ran. Monday through Friday. Do you think she's going to dismiss as museum director on the weekend? Probably not. What you want to do is you want to find our testimonial books. Those are comments from people who have had readings and we all have them. Are we good? Are we kind? Are we funny? Do we have specialties, children, dogs, Ted people? Are we accurate and would they come back? But the most important thing is check at heart level. If the psychic doesn't feel like they have a brain in their head, they really give a damn about what they're doing. or they are going to give you good information? Don't go there no matter how cool the wiki-woo looks on the table. They're not your readers. Hot button
0: in mind. Oh, I, 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 hey, I'm I, all for it. I I talk about all, all the time in this show bad versus good psychics. Like It's a ongoing topic on this show because I talk to a lot of mediums and mm-hmm. most of them agree that you can't just go by looks and you can't just go by like a good feeling you get. You have to really look into these people and ask previous people like, oh, what did they do for you? Did they try to make you spend more money or were they just trying to make it like, make you see what you want to see? Like, it's just I mean, and, I forget his name. There's a famous there's a famous, famous psychic that was, they made fun of him on South Park and everything like, and he was no I, I want to I, I say John Edwards, but I know that's wrong. And he used to do like the live, like 500 people in an auditorium reading. That was John Edwards okay yeah then maybe it is john edwards i believe on south park they gave him the biggest the biggest douche in the universe uh, award but
1: it is what it is you know um the most important thing though is don't expect us all to behave the same way either it's like a bedside manner with a doctor there are psychics that are nice and soft and friendly what i call glurpy purple with angels Hi, I'm little dancing raccoon. And here's my spirit guide Arctic Bear. This, forget it. This is New York. I will hit you upside They have the Kluber. You will laugh, because I'm funny. But it's a totally different style. So exactly. you you're gonna have to take that into account too with who you go to.
0: Yeah, which I actually I never had a I never actually went for Psychic Ring in my life until I had someone I had on my show from the UK about a month or two ago gave me like a, she gave me a quick reading after Mm -hmm. we got off camera because she sensed something actually right beside my chair here. And she was going off that. And apparently it might've been one of my grandfathers that passed away. So it was kind of like, I don't know what to believe. I don't know whether it's true or not, but I I get the feeling it was because she seemed very authentic. She didn't try to like Tell me it, then get more money and then get any money out of me to try to like get more information. So I feel like she was authentic and she just seemed like an overall good person. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a decent read on people. I could decently read people like I've been screwed over plenty of times in life. I'm from New York. I dealt with a lot of assholes who want to get money out of you and whatnot, but it's just the way it is. So my question is my next question is do you believe in alien life?
1: Uh, I do. Uh, simply because I have a lot of um, clients who are what I call half-wings, other. Uh, look at the movie Powder. That's a brilliant example of other. Uh, the idea that we are the only sentient beings in the universe, oh, that's hubris. That's crazy. So yeah, yeah. it has to be alien life. They probably are looking at us and going hey Frank, I don't think we want to be down there So oh,
0: more synchronization that's why are we saying the show when people talk about aliens it's like okay. they see us what they see us as a backwards dirtball planet that they want nothing to do with they just want to make sure we don't blow them up when we blow ourselves up someday like that's just in my opinion that's what they thats if there Look is aliens, at Star Trek
1: we are not warp capable yet don't do first contact.
0: <laughs> exactly i mean it makes sense it makes sense and i do throw that in there all the time as well so so what do you, you said? it's i've read that you said to think like a martian what's mm-hmm. that mean
1: all right thinking like a martian is never judge a situation if you and i were sitting together and i saw water coming out of your eyes i might say why are you crying but i could be wrong legal the martian who just got sent down by high command to go and study human life is going to jump out of his little spaceship and come toddling over to you terribly excited. And he's going to look at you and go, why is there water coming from your eyes? And he might get a better answer than I do because maybe your contact lenses are bothering you, or maybe you have allergies, or maybe there's an emotional basis. So when you think like a Martian, you're non-judgmental. all possibilities are on the table to look at.
0: I like that. I never, I mean, I've always said, like, don't judge a book by its cover and all that. But, like, thinking like a Martian, like, I might just start using that line because that's pretty damn clever and it fits into my show in a way. But (laughs) I, yeah, man. So, do you, I've talked to plenty of people who consider themselves starseeds. Do you think there actually are like alien souls or? whatever they want to call it that are foreign exchange of...
1: students probably i'm sure we go and be and we're foreign exchange students on occasion too why should this little mug ball be the only place anybody can learn it's not have i ever so, met an alien no.
0: so do right. you believe that so do you believe that's what starseeds say that they are actually our alien souls and human bodies and that they keep coming back to Earth because they're trying to learn more and they're trying Maybe. to be able to blend.
1: Hmm. Why shouldn't, I mean, if we're coming back time and time again, reincarnation, why shouldn't they come in and be foreign exchange students? I don't see anything wrong with it.
0: I don't either t- necessarily. I mean, not n- I don't think there's one in me personally, but I mean, I if there was, that'd be awesome. Please let me know up there. Let me know. but Because I'd love to know if there is one of you in me, but I don't personally think there's one in me, though,
1: because I mean, That's the human versus other thing. And people who are other, they know. Uh, When I wrote for ElfQuest for many years, a lot of ElfQuest fans never felt quite right here on Earth. The world of two moons meant so much to them. They, They understood the elves. And if somebody like that comes to me for a reading, I say, okay, I just want to do a test with you. I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to give you two words. I want you to immediately tell me which one feels right to you. Human. Other. If they're other, their eyes fly open like, oh my God, somebody saw me. If there's any hesitation, they're human. Absolutely. Because Interesting. it's other when they know they can trust the person in front of them, are so grateful that they're seen, validated. So I of And it turns
0: out we're almost out of propane for that too. Well, I mean, sorry, my wife just gave me some bad news that we're running out of propane on pretty much every uh, appliance we have, so that's going to be a fun day tomorrow. But, so, what do you consider, because I, I, I hate to always take everything from PodMatch, but I saw all these phrases on your profile, and I'm like, ooh, 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 what's Ask this, what's, what's this, favorite? what's this? That's what they What do you consider a drive-by psychic shooting? Because that oh, phrase right there made man. me that made me giggle for a second. I'm like, what is good. that?
1: <laughs> Bless you. Achoo. I think we're good now. Thank you. All right. A drive-by psychic shooting is what the Long Island medium does. She walks up to someone who's weighing the cantaloupes in Wegmans that goes, excuse me, I have a message for you. Your Aunt Doris, she says you have a ball tire in the back. You're gonna die in a car accident if you don't get it fixed. Just telling you and walks away. Number one, you can't do that. Her PR people went out and checked out every Wegmans grocery store on Long Island. They chose one. Then they interviewed people who had to sign model releases and then they rehearsed it six times. But too many people put their ego above anything else. I got a message and you have to listen to me. Well, no, you don't. If somebody comes up to me and says, I have a message for you and I go, stop it. I don't know you. I don't wanna hear the message. And if they keep following, I report them to management as harassment. And it's the same thing that can happen with healers. Look, I'm bent over a table reading for 11 hours at some psychic fairs. And yes, I get a sore neck and a headache. But there's a little dancing raccoon who says, I know some Reiki. I'll fix it for you. And she comes at you like this. And I say, no, thank you. No, really, I can. Please, I don't like, no, just wait. And I go, stop it. Back off. And the Shane goes, you're not very loving, like, are you? Well, you didn't listen. That's the drive-by psychic shooting. Somebody is so into their own abilities that they trump your comfort, your privacy, or your free will. Leave. Report them, get away from them. That's not how true intuitives act. Like I said.
0: Yeah, which, yeah, it makes sense. I've, I've been in New York City enough for that to make sense <laughs> because I've been to Long Island for a vacation or two. And yeah, the people down there get pretty aggressive over what they love and what they believe in. So, mm-hmm. 100%. Which it's funny because Sadie just, mention this comment and it kind of wants me it kind of brings me to my next question as well and mm-hmm. can psychics really talk to dead people on command or is it
1: well, pure luck if they can well remember that we're not dial a dead if aunt mabel's on a field trip she won't be by the phone but one of the reasons i asked for the dog text i do try to get to those people specifically but sadie for instance you just told me that your friend was murdered What that does is that takes away something that I could give you as proof. When you want to talk to somebody, you tell the psychic, I want to talk to my friend, Jack. They may ask you for Jack's full name or his birthday or the year he died or how old he was. Those are legitimate because they help focus. But if they say, I feel something here, don't say, no, he didn't hang himself. He shot himself. You just took something away that could have proven that they were getting the right person. Okay. So I understand that you want to speak to your friend who was murdered. Uh, Just one of the things that I say to people is at least give your deceased folks 90 days to get up there and adjust to being out of the body. I don't know when he was murdered. Again, you know, I would not do this for you online because this is very deep and private information and you should not have to have to deal with it out in public like this but there are good mediums um sadie if you want to tell me city and state you're in i may be able to suggest a really fine medium who was there for you since i've been yeah, on she, for a while
0: i think she dropped off watching actually because she the number one down by one so i believe okay. she dropped off for now but she okay. comes ba- she seems, seems like she comes back and forth so
1: That's fine. But um, that's one of the things because to a friend of mine who was a good intuitive herself, a very famous psychic, I will not say who on the air, but he has a habit of reading obits. And he was giving her information on her grandmother and she was amazed until he gave her something wrong that he insisted was correct. And when she went back to the Oh, bitch. She realized they had said that a cousin was actually her son. So oh. that was immediate proof that this dude cheats.
0: Yep. He was just looking at, he was looking for ways to draw people in. That's all he was doing.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So, I actually like to ask, like, pretty much every medium this. Mm-hmm. What's, your, what's your opinion on Ouija boards? Like, can we actually contact demons through them, or or underworldly beings for those who like to, for those who don't like to use the word demon?
1: Catch the look I'm getting. This is the Sister Mary Elephant over the glasses look. You
0: got me. <laughs> yep.
1: Ouija boards are dangerous because people will use them and they don't know how to ground, center, and shield and protect themselves. Yes. Jane Roberts got set through a Ouija board. Yes, Esther Hicks started with Abraham through a Ouija board. But I have had to deal with two gibbering hysterical teenagers who when they pulled out a Ouija board and put their hands on the planchette with no protection and just said, who's there? What was spelled fast, very backwards, was I have an ax and I'm here to kill you. Trust me, it's not your Uncle Danny. Okay? And for everybody who says... Oh, but they're in the toy department. How dangerous can they be? I get this all the time when I lecture. I go, all right, who here has a kid or grandchild under 10? And hands go up. I say, you. What's the kid's name? Joshy. How old is Joshy? Joshy's eight. Okay, fine. Joshy comes to you and says, grandma, grandma, i got all A's on my report card. You said we could go in. I could get a toy. Let's go. And he drags you to the toy department and he points out a box that says, my first chainsaw. It's in the toy department. Gonna let him play with it by himself? I don't think so. Just because it's in the toy department does not mean it is safe.
0: Yeah. Which makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's plenty of toys that get recalled. I mean, the whole like tickle me Elmo thing recently that they got pulled back, they got called, they got recalled because one said like horrible phrases to a kid, mm-hmm. which, and they immediately assume like, is this toy possessed? I'm like, like Chucky or something. I'm like, no, this toy probably was some employee who was pissed off at the company, and they wanted to play a joke on the company by changing what the toy could say. Oops, big oops.
1: Brenda says our spirit box is good. Brenda, what do you mean by a spirit box, please? Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit?
0: I don't know if she. Oh, okay. She might simply hear. Um, Especially. I believe. I believe. I mean, if I'm correct, she's talking about spirit boxes that paranormal investigators use to talk to spirits. Since, and- I am,
1: am, since I'm not, that's okay. Since I am not a paranormal investigator, I, I couldn't comment on that. That would be like asking me uh, which wrench should I use to fix the carburetor in a Bugatti. <laughs> you don't want me near your car. Um, so there are spirit boxes or EVP evidence. I think that's real. Um, a good paranormal investigator worth their weight in gold, but they are very, very specific about the equipment they use. So I would say get Jeremy to get a really crack paranormal investigator on and ask them the questions about their tools.
0: Oh, I've I've had a few on. I have talked to them about their tools. Check out my previous episodes go. with investigators if you want to know more about that. But okay. and it, it's funny because I actually had my house investigated back in December before I started this podcast. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah, as Brenda just said, spirit speaks words through the box, suppose most sometimes supposedly, I mean, it's um, like in my house, the spirit box supposedly said jungle because, and then the paranormal investigators immediately thought it was because my wife has chickens. And they thought the noise from the chickens is what the spirits who live in my house were calling a jungle because it's animal noises.
1: You
0: don't like, have a game I, called Jumanji there, do you? No, no, I never... I, <laughs> Good. I, I, ne- I never have owned Jumanji in my life, so... Good. I love I the movie, but I never owned the game in my life, so... And according to Sadie, there isn't any paranormal investigators. I'm going to correct that English a little bit, but... I, um, I'm sure I there mean, are.
1: I'm sure there are. I know that if you... There, the author... Findlay, Findler is uh, Arthur Findlay Institute. It's uh, very famous school for mediums. I bet you, if you contacted them, they might be able to put you in touch with the right people, because there are paranormal investigators worldwide.
0: Yeah, there are. I mean, I've talked to a bunch that I believe are very sincere about what they do.
1: Castle, Sadie. Good lord, you think that people aren't going to want to go in there with EVP materials? Oh no, 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 no. You're you're ripe for investigators
0: and sadie um i will say since you're from the uk i don't know if corby has someone to recommend but i actually had a previous episode with someone called nina roberts and she is from the uk and she is a medium that i truly believe is the right kind of medium and it's not going to try to just rip you off with for money she's gonna try to help you because she's done a lot of good things in her life to help people so she was on one of my previous episodes um I believe her website is Nina medium.com I believe that's the website that you can use to contact her. Perfect. I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but you can feel free to listen to that episode. And if you want to skip forward to the end, you could hear her um website and any other way to contact her. Perfect. So I I want to throw that out there because I did have an interview. So Nina Roberts. N-I-N-A Roberts. It's a very common name. Or go back to my previous episodes if you want to see it in writing. So I believe it's a month or two ago I released the episode, but she is a very lovely woman, and I would fully recommend her. She, she is the one who did a reading for me after the show was over and saw a spirit next to me. So, and I truly believe she has the ability. I do.
1: There
0: you go. So, what do you think about? How am I going to say? What do I want to say? Do you believe that demons are constantly or underworld beings are constantly trying to? influence humans to do bad things or constantly trying to possess humans like I like to ask every medium this question but
1: I don't are there negative entities energies oh I'm sure but remember organized religion sets it up so that they can mm-hmm. control you and get your money and make you afraid and be the only conduit to safety um yep. so, no, I'm. I'm. Don't believe. I mean, Satanists. Right now, Satanists are teaching classes in critical thinking. Um, they're not trying to snatch souls. And this is mm-hmm. some Midwest school. So, uh, are there negative energies around there? Um, you know, lower level souls at the corner of Akashic and Karma. Hey Sid, they're using a Ouija board. Let's screw with their heads. Oh yeah, but. Crowley and Aziraphale, like Good Omens? No.
0: You said Crowley. Are you talking about Aleister Crowley or?
1: No, I'm talking about David Tennant and Michael Sheen on Good Omens. She's a oh. People like Crowley. No.
0: Well, I didn't. I didn't see another question pop up even, but.
1: No, no, no. Well, um, but if you haven't seen Good Omens. You must see good omens. It is. It's on my watchlist. It's on my watch Hilarious.
0: And if anyone's going to list. scrub
1: your brain of David Tennant as the tenth Doctor, that's going to do it.
0: Ooh, I yeah. Do not bring me down the Doctor Who wormhole because the best Doctors are the first and third from the original series. I'll say that right now. But okay. Uh, I forget their. I forget their names for everything. But I. They were the best Doctors in my opinion. The first and third. <laughs> they. I believe they, yeah. Doctor Who's a whole nother wormhole I can go down. <laughs> but, okay. So, I don't know if Sadie is still here or if she dropped off. I think she dropped off, but I'm going to ask if, w- would you mind doing a tarot card reading? I mean, I don't want to force you for to do you, anything. Absolutely. No- nah, that's
1: fine. Tarot. He's, he's, break, he's, he's, you can break,
0: you can break you, you, you can break, you can literally break my tarot cherry. So,
1: So, shuffle. Three piles, left, middle, and right. Which one do you want me to read?
0: I like to lean towards the middle. I like to stay in the middle, so let's do middle.
1: All right. I'm going to do what is called the Celtic Cross. It's the typical one you see in all the B-movies. It's ten cards, six like that, and four next one. thing I do is I look for the major arcana. In my deck they are the ones with the Roman numerals and the names at the bottom. It's what I call the concentrated God energy in the deck. Statistical average is two majors in the first 10. 78 cards, 22 majors. You have one, two. You have exactly two. So that means this is free will. Nothing's written in stone. God says, you don't like it. i change it. I don't care. Now we look at the suits. There are four suits they're just like the four suits in a standard deck. In fact, if you ever watch a gypsy, use a standard deck. Wands are clubs, pentacles are diamonds, cups are hearts, swords are spades. In this deck, wands are creativity, power, passion, and drive, what you put out to the world to say, this is Jeremy, take it or leave it. Cups are relationships, but anything that goes human heart to human heart, family, friends, work, community, not just partners. Swords are challenges, speed bumps, crap, and the mental work to deal with it. Pentacles are material goods, stuff. So what have you got? You have one, two, three, four pentacles. So there's probably going to be a lot about stuff, house, car, job. You've got one wand for creativity. You've got three cups for relationships. So look at what you don't have. You don't have any swords. When you don't have any swords in the first 10, basically what that means is any problems that you have are either self-generated or you already know they're there. There's nothing new that's going to come at you from the outside. So let's look. The first thing is the six of pentacles. Some people read that as constant assistance, but I see it as not quite having enough there. But over it, is the nine of cups card. And the nine of cups card thinks wishes fulfilled. It's what most people say. But for me, it also has a secondary meaning. Be careful what you wish for, because you're going to get it. But the key is there is a new venture that you are looking at. This is the big thumbs up card. Whether or not you have all of the wherewithal to do it, don't let that stop you. Start making your plans. There's a wonderful German saying, begin to weave and God will give the thread. Past couple of years, I think you've been in a little bit of a pity party, my friend. You've seen the crud and the problems, but the future is right in back of you going, yo, hey. Okay. Now, frankly, that's a lot of us because the past two years have been the years of murder hornet bingo and hold my beer. But we're coming out of it. (laughs) So the next nine months, I want you to really concentrate on what this new dream is. Notice that the guy is pouring liquid gold, but even the gold, if it doesn't fit in the mold, it drains out what you're going to have to do is really, really focus on whatever this new project is or opportunity that's offered to you. Don't get scattered. Because you do tend to juggle money. Notice he's on slippery rocks, but he never falls. Around you, everybody has been feeling a little slow on the uptake in terms of money. And what you really want is, this is your 3am card. You want the world. You want the job that you love. You want to be able to help friends. It's like Don't make me live small. I was not born to live small. Now, within the next 18 months, if then, if, see, this is seven cups of fantasy, and that's fantasy poisoning, like seven cups of alcohol is alcohol poisoning. If you can pluck from this the one thing you truly want to spend the time on, that's the card of ultimate truth. That is what you will get. I think that you're someone that has dreams, but then gets distracted. You have got to, got to, got to put feet under this dream this time. Anybody wants to distract you, you can say thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish, but the door's over there. That's what I get. Wow. Why?
0: That is deadly, deadly accurate to it's my certain job. things that's happened in the last couple of days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, I mean. Well, you, but I think you saw you how fast to I read like...
1: <laughs> when I said i hundred percent. but that's why I record every session I do for you because you'll never remember everything and if you're taking notes you're not listening and you might miss something so there's always an mp3 that gets sent to you or if you're in person with me a cd gets handed over
0: wow I mean that just gave me so much to think about. And I'm going to be, when I edit this episode, I'm going to be listening to that part over and over again. <laughs> like, Good. it's my like, job. Wow, I mean. hmm. Wow, I, I'm i <laughs> mind blown at this point. because. And the, do you always say nine months or is that particular to me?
1: No, that particular position is Um, okay. you've got, all right, here's here's your Celtic. You've got the first card, what crosses it, the key to the situation, what's happened over the past two years, and here, the next nine months. So it is the positional card. That segment says nine months, whatever the card is that's in it. It's what you need to do yeah. over the next nine months.
0: You know, it's interesting, because when that medium gave me a, when Nina Roberts gave me a read about a month or two ago, she basically said that, Something about October. I'm. We're either going to be me and my wife are either going to be expecting in October or procreating in October to have a kid. Okay. okay. So the the fact that you said nine months, like kind of like just like rang in my head, like oh wait a minute okay. now. <laughs>
1: it's
0: okay. Oof. And you said, and the whole "be careful what you wish for" thing, kind of like, and I oh I could tell my wife like I want like i have two stepkids. like i want a, i want a full blood like mm-hmm. that's why i've been that's what i want so i be careful what you wish for thing just kind of revolved around that in my head so holy crap yeah. <laughs> jesus okay. like oh mind blown <laughs> a little bit blown <laughs> all right reconnect the sparks up there um so wow wow i mm, that just i'm sorry that just lined up so well with everything that's going on me like, I recently just, I've been working two weeks promoted into a manager position. Mm-hmm. So, and you said something about, like, what's happened to you recently is, like, meant to happen. At least that's what I heard.
1: Like, Listen to this again, you know, at, at about 55 minutes from on your live feed, and, and you'll have it again. Like I say, if this was a real reading between the two of us, you would have an MP3 to listen to.
0: Yeah, which, hmm. Jesus. All right. Yeah, I'm. I will be listening to it again multiple times because, wow. I okay. I totally recommend anyone to watch one. Go see Corby because this is that was so accurate. It's scary. Like it's scaring me how accurate that was to my life right now. And some other devastating news I just got tonight, podcast related. So that is deadly accurate. But wow. And is there anything else you want to tell listeners before we say goodbye?
1: Only that you know you can do what I do now. This is live for tonight, and, and there are some people watching it. If you are, um for all those people who were thinking, gee, I'd like a reading. Once a month I do free reading hour over on my page on Facebook, not Corby Mitlide, but Corby Mittlide Psychic at Fire Through Spirit. That's the business page. And it's uh one Sunday a month from like four to five. And I do usually somewhere between 30 and 45 readings in, in the in the hour. You know, they're one, two, three card readings, but they're fast and they will give you some answers. So if you're looking for a free reading, that's where you go. Otherwise to find me, CorbyMitline.com. You can find me on Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram and YouTube and Medium, and Patreon, the whole shebang, it's all Corby Mitlide
0: Which... I will gladly post the link to your Facebook page uh, and uh, any other link that I could find, which I'm usually able to find them all. Thank you. So they'll be posted in the description of the show.
1: This is the book that we were discussing tonight. So grab it over on Amazon, paperback or Kindle. That will help keep you safe when you go to have a reading with an intuitive and help you choose the right one.
0: Which everybody should know which psychics are going to before they go to them i 100 agree with that because otherwise you're just gonna get gypped for your money and that's yeah. which it's a sad thing that happens in this world but it just happens like everything else that's sad in this world and we can't completely control it so i 100 agree with that and i please everybody should go check out corby's page and check out our free readings maybe you'll want to actually pay for one after that because you'll want a more in-depth reading or you'll want some psychic help which we all could use from time to time. I fully believe now more than ever. Yes. And as all my listeners know, you can feel free to check me out on the paranormal, the normal slash maniacal music musings podcasts with an S group on Facebook. Everything I do is put there. And you could also find me on Twitter and the gram as at juggalo bastard. And until next time, I once again, thank my guest Corby for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you and I'm so happy I had you on.